You're listening to Brandon Butter, a straight-talking, occasionally in-your-face, no BS, branding podcast for modern marketers and business owners. Here for those who want to understand the influence and power of branding and how pairing association, consumer behavior, and design thinking can impact what people see, think, and feel. I'm your host, Tara Ladd, the sometimes funny, sometimes vulnerable, and often unapologetically blunt founder and creative director of brand and design agency, your one and only. Hello, hello. We are up to episode two now of Brand and Butter, which is a little bit exciting. Uh, Today is an important episode. I think when it comes to brand, a lot of people are told to do so many different things in so many different orders. And to be honest, there's one crucial element I think that everyone needs to be well aware of. And aside from aligning to a strategy, it's understanding how our memories work. So as I dive into learning about the brain, I think it's really important to kind of share what I'm learning. And um, I mean, we all know about memory and the importance of short-term and long-term memories, but I actually want to talk about the functioning of it and how brand ties into this as well. So basically in order for us to retain memory, we need to be so effective in capturing someone's attention that it even passes through into our short-term memory. So that's essentially just being exposed to to something, right? So it's a four-tiered breakdown. So our brains have an immense capability to scan the world around us and choose what's relevant to process. And our primary goal as brands is really to move from that short-term memory processing into the long-term memory. But before that happens, this is that four-tiered process I was talking about. So number one is exposure. So not only do you need to um, be present, um, there's there's four, four steps to kind of get into the short-term memory, and that's not even passing to the long-term. So by that, I mean um, being consistent. Um, you hear the term thrown around all the time, and I mean, it's been shared so many different times. I've been trying to find the, the actual original source, and it's in some like massive study, but basically you would have seen it. It's five to seven. It takes five to seven brand impressions for someone to remember your brand. That means that it takes five to seven times for someone to repeat something before you even recognize it. And that's pretty important information. So that's why consistency is really important. Um, And consistency and obviously the way you you speak to people, the way that you look, uh, the way that you conduct your business, your processes, the way that you handle your your customer service, um, all of these things. That's why processes are important. The way that you have... um, you know, that your internal culture is set, you know, if you're a inclusive workplace, then you need to align by that. Otherwise you're not being consistent to your values. This is why you see a lot of brands in the media where people are calling them out and saying, you say this and you do another thing. It, it means basically that you're not aligning to the purpose and it's not consistent with what they've actually shared. So inconsistencies actually um, create well, distrust. So Trust is a huge, huge element in in how people buy and and choose your brand to either align with or stay loyal to. And this is why consistency is important. Consistency in all of these aspects. So that's why exposure is number one. And that's not just obviously talking about consistency is being exposed to it in more ways than one. And when you're exposed to it in more ways than one, you are aligning to this five to seven brand impressions to blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? 
So it's not necessarily about doing all these big fandangle things. It's just showing up. Um, and look, I can even say that this is, it's really hard to do that if you don't have, um, the right systems and the right processes in place. So that's why strategies and tactics all come into, um, being really important key cogs of your business, because if you don't have all of that stuff lined up, then it's, it's hard to be consistent. Cause then you rock up and you're like, I don't know what I need to say today. Or, who am I supposed to be talking to? Or I feel like people have, uh, have heard this thing over and over again, which is not a bad thing, by the way. This is the consistency thing. So it's about setting that original plan, um, which I'll do a whole podcast episode on, but it's about setting that initial plan, finding out what's important, talking about that and talking about that often. And that not only uh, becomes, um, I guess, your area of expertise, which is why they call it a niche, uh, but it helps to and like for you to sink into the mind of your audience so they know what you do, uh, why you do it, and any time that that kind of um, they need something of your like that you sell, that you're the first person that comes to mind when they think of that. So that's why consistency is like really important. Um, so as we move through, you've also got like, um, you know, that's why the strategies are important. You know what to say. So as we move through, then you, then you're at attention. So not only do you have to be exposed to it, you then have to capture their attention. So you could be mindless scrolling and you could be there every day of the week, but until you're actually capturing their attention, then, you know, nothing's going to sink through anyway. So as we talk about color recognition and, um, and I talk about visuals because our brain is visually processing 50% of the time. And this isn't a, a copy versus visuals thing because copy is essentially a, well, words are visual. Um, we read visuals. Um, that's how it works. We, we decipher things through visuals and letters are shapes. And that is a visual processing tool. That's how we read. Um, so, you know, we talk about dyslexia and, uh, like this is why inclusivity in design is really important, but we talk about dyslexia and that's obviously people seeing things out of order and like, you know, um, the, it's a different way of, of, um, brain processing. That's why that's so important to understand, um, the way different people see and interpret meaning. So it's, this is why inclusivity is such a huge thing because it's not now just about, uh, communicating to one audience, you've got to communicate to many um, in a way that's very easy to understand and to decipher. But attention essentially um, grabs through visuals, and you and whether that be one word. So if there's a really catchy hook, that hook is still designed. It's still there as a visual for people to interpret that that design. And the design doesn't work without the copy. The copy doesn't work without design. So that's just pretty much how it works. It's a full system communication. Like it's not just, you can't have one without the other. I always want someone to have a copy strategy or a verbal strategy that I can, that I can work with, with, um, you know, that our girls can work with that you want and only because it essentially lays down the foundation. It is the strategy to our brief. Um, and that helps us to create the visuals that are going to capture that attention. So if you've got something that's really bold, then you're going to want big graphics. You're going to want hard, like, you know, uh, bold fonts. You're going to want block colors. You're going to want things that really stand out versus something that's, 
you know, say we talk about uh, something that's eco-friendly, you might want something that's a little bit more subtle, maybe more pastel-y. You want um, those really earthy kind of colors to come through. Maybe not such a big, bold font, maybe something a little bit more like medium or, or, a, or a, you know, a thin or a regular type font. Like it's, it's interesting um, how, how much these specific choices in design actually articulate the, the way that you communicate with your audience. So this is why capturing attention is important because then essentially what happens is our brain goes into interpretation mode and that gives us a, and this is why it's important to be inclusive, which is what I just mentioned then, interpretation is what we now make it of that piece of communication that we've seen. Be that a graphic, be that words, be that whatever. Um, it is important for us to have really clear communication so that people can understand what we're trying to say. Now, if there's too much, too many nuances in what you're saying, then people can interpret it differently. And then this is when you see brands go, that's not what we meant. It's actually our responsibility to make sure that this is super simple and super clear. Um, you can't obviously uh, please everyone. And there will be instances where you there's nothing you can do, but the general rule of thumb is the you know the kiss method is keep it simple and stupid, and that's basically there is no fault in that that everyone can read it that it should be it should be easy, I mean unless you're doing something that's like a little bit more for adults, um, it should be able to be read by a child and understood by a child, um, and and that's pretty much how you should structure the way that you communicate. However, if your audience is a bit older, you just keep those men like those things in mind so that the way when you create something or when you're you're structuring something together to communicate that it has those basic rules. And then the last one's memory. So before you even get to your short-term memory, you've gone through this three-phase process, exposure, attention, interpretation, and now we move to memory. And then there's so many different forms of memory. I like I could go into this in a whole podcast episode, but there are so many different types of memory. So Mainly the ones that we're going to talk about here is your short-term, long-term memory, but there are so many different ways that we can get into those memory systems and we have an auditory memory so that when we listen to music, like that, that can help to help us to decipher who we're talking about. Jingles are really great for this in terms of branding, sonic branding's on the rise. Uh, now we're looking at the end of the TikTok videos, the um, that's a sonic branding. It's quite clever. Uh, and then we've got like, um, you know, just those like the, the, is it Hewlett, Hewlett Packard? I can never say that word probably, but it's, it's the dun, 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 dun. Like we remember these things, um, from, um, from what we hear and that's hearing, that's auditory memory. Then we got smells like certain smells remind us of things and memories. And I know that I have a specific perfume that takes me back to, um, when I'm traveling, cause I had that perfume for six weeks. So it just reminds me of being in Europe and it's really lovely. Um, and then you've got smells like food that, you know, take you back to, um, take you back to, I don't know, your family kitchen growing up or something that's really nostalgic or again, memories on holidays or, or those things that really mean something to you. Um, perfumes, people like so many different things. Subway use this as, um, a really clever marketing tactic to place. And they like, uh, omit the smell of the bread to actually go outside their stores so that you can smell them before you even see them. Um, Lush is really good for this as well. You know, you go into a store and you could like a shopping center and you can smell Lush from halfway down the other end. And you've already made that connection. Sight is obviously the most common, like we see things and we remember that. Um, but you know, 
taste as well. Like all of our sensory systems come into play. There's lots of memory um, embedded in that. So uh, the way that it's been described to me is um, that I've been reading in my studies is, you know, you take it, someone says Apple and I mean, you can even think of the brand there, but I'm actually referring to the fruit as we say this. It can sound, you, you might uh, think about the way that it sounds when you bite into it or how it tastes as you, as you, uh, as you eat it or um, the way that it feels. Like there are so many, like, and then there's touch. So there's so many different memory systems that actually come into that, that whole processing. So this is why sensory marketing is really important. Having someone feel something, having someone see something, all of these things go a little bit deeper in terms of recognition. And um, for those that don't know what recognition means, just the ability for them to recall your brand um, whenever it comes about. So the memory system it takes, so you've got short-term memory system, which can generally hold about five to seven things at a time. And they last about 30 seconds. So have you ever gone, have you ever come up with an idea and you're like, oh my God, that's great. That's brilliant. I'll remember that. And then it's gone. That's because your short-term memory will not remember that. So it's really important to write that stuff down. And what happens in your short-term memory is that, you know, it's, it's sitting there idle waiting for you to do something with it. So it's obviously found its way into this, you know, seven, well, I think it's like six to eight things that can hold. So I just say seven. So things that you can hold really like uh, temporarily, and then it goes, okay, what are you going to do with this? And then you have to, it has to kind of store it. Is, is it worth keeping or are we going to discard it? Now, what happens is if you're exposed to something five to seven times, eventually it's going to go, hey, I remember this. Let's just push this in the brain for later into the long-term memory. And once it's in there, whoa, it's stuck. So, and that's where we all want to be as a brand um, or as brands, because it is how we recall information when we're ready to buy something. So we all know if I said to you right now, hey, um, go and buy a television. Here's uh, 10 grand, spend it on whatever you want. There's going to be three TVs that come or three brands that come to mind or one specific brand that will come to mind. And then you do the whole decision-making process of choosing which ones that you want to do. But most of the time there's already a brand in your head. Um, and there's ways, and we think about this in terms of how we buy products when we go to the shop that are mindless purchases. They don't require too many decisions. They are literally just programmed into the way that we buy things. Like what butter are you going to buy? What washing detergent? What soap? Like to really like create disruption in those markets, you have to be doing something different. And in my opinion, I think thank you have done a really good job here in terms of, you know, breaking through the clutter. Um, you know, you buy this soap and you're actually doing something good. So they've, they've aligned a social cause to their, their product and it gives a really, you know, socially con- conscious consumer is going to buy that um, knowing that they're doing something good out of the purchase. So there's, there's that internal motivator to buy something. And that might come up in your memory processing when you're like, hey, I need to buy soap. Bang, they come first of mind. But most of the time, these are mindless things. And then then it gets much, much deeper, right? You're talking about what type of butter do you use? What type of sauce do you use? Like all of these things that aren't really things that you think too much about. They become so automatic. And you'll find that these are influenced by things that are around you that you you don't even know that you're influenced by. Like 90% of our decisions are made unconsciously. We think that we are in complete control of what our brain is doing, but we really are not. Like it's just what we've observed and what we've processed, 
It's the same way you will go and drive from point A to point B and you'll get there and go, I don't even remember driving here. However, if on the way to that part, you know, B destination, someone cuts you off or someone walks in front of you, instantly your conscious brain snaps to attention and you'll slam your foot on the brakes, hopefully. And that's pretty much how our brain works. Like we can't be constantly scanning and processing like even the way that we interpret image is so different to how we think. Like we are actually visually processing this in our brain and coming up with a way to to create that image in our mind. Like what our eyes actually see is very different to what our brains actually interpret that to be. So that's the whole interpretation phase. Um and that's just a general rundown of, of how we think as consumers. And I, th- I say this is important and it's probably a little bit more information that you would probably get from most people. People like, oh, you know, have a nice font or, or have really good colors. It's it's not about that. It's, it's also about finding out what colors are more um, relatable to your audience only. You know, um, for instance, if you've got a very feminine audi- audience that um, – you know, I I guess they call themselves like girl bosses, which is totally fine. Like you're probably going to swing that pink, um, you know, color palette that's going to align to those, but then they have a completely different group of, of, of women that don't like that at all. And then you might skew to a very, very different color palette. So all of that comes down to emotion. It comes down to alignment. It comes down to social status. So color is actually so much more important than just choosing it because you like it. It's choosing it because you want to be placed in a specific status in market. And then you want to be remembered for that. So that's why all of this kind of aligns and it's so much more um, in depth and why we really love talking about this with our clients is because we know the level of depth that it goes to. So when Someone will say, oh, I'm just going to go and design my logo on Canva. It's like, that's great. Cool. Go for it. We all start somewhere, but eventually as you grow and you really want to get serious about branding, it's important to kind of figure out who your target market is, speak to marketers um, that are really good in their space. Um, different marketers uh, align to, you know, sometimes into different industries. They're really good at it. So they can help you to dive into those industry stats, figure out what you can do to separate from competitors. And then all of this stuff helps you to stand out to become memorable. So that's today's episode. I didn't want to go into too much detail. Obviously, if you want to know more about it, feel free to hit us up at studio at youroneandonly.com.au. But these are really important things that you need to kind of get your head around to just get an understanding. So before we just kind of post and ghost, um, have a nice idea about what it is that you want someone to remember from the post that you're about to put up or the piece of content that you're about to put up or the paragraph that you're going to put on your website, like always like cut the draft down and keep it as simple as possible. You know, the more someone has to read the, the message gets lost and diluted. You just keep it simple and snappy. Uh, Copywriters are fantastic for this type of stuff. We use copywriters for our own stuff. So, you know, it's, it's about finding people that are actually great at what they do to give you something that is so tailored to your approach because no one is the same. And the personalization of, of each brand is what categorically makes them stand out um, and in turn become memorable. So I hope you liked today's episode. If you did, um, 
be sure to tell your friends and share it around because uh, it's it's a really cool topic to talk about. Um, and head over to youroneandonly.com.au because we've got a couple of blogs that are going up about memory and I think that you may enjoy that. So thanks for listening for today and I will chat to you next week. Did you like that episode? I hope so. Because if you did, why don't you head over to whatever platform you listen on and rate and review. It's much appreciated and helps others know what we're about. If you want to follow us, you can find us at yourwantandonly underscore au on Instagram or head to www.youwantandonly.com.au.